her reluctant tutor. Right, right. And she's his most determined student. Hello! Presents Educating Rita. About Virgin. Virgin. Educating Rita. Educating Rita. Educating Rita. Educating Rita. Welcome, welcome to the class. Settle down. I'm Professor Shitthings, Don of the Reading Polytechnic, and this is Reading 101, a course about the Berkshire town of Reading. Right, let's do the register. Rita? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Hello. I'm, uh, sorry, hang on. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Hello, Frank. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, yeah, Professor Frank Shitthings. That's me, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that's... that's your first name. Yeah, Frank's my first name, but you can call me Professor Shitlings because I'm a professor and this is that's the hierarchy. Well, no, because uh, this is the Open University and uh, I'm a grown woman, so therefore I get to call you Frank. Frank. <clears throat> I don't know how long I can keep the accent up for, to be fair. Are you OK, Rita? You, you sound a little ill. Yeah, I'm all right. I've got a bit of an introduction for myself, if you'd uh, like to hear that now, Frank. Are you all right, by the way? You sound a bit drunk. Yeah, I, I am fine, although I am also drunk, because I've just remembered this is similar to the film Educating Reader, isn't it? Yeah, and you're Michael Caine, Frank. Um, and would you like to do a, a Michael Caine impression? I would like to do a Michael Caine impression. That's actually not very, very good. No, it's not. Can you do a better one than that? I could do a bit. No, what's the, what was that? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was. No, it was it was shockingly bad. That was I was about to do Steptoe. Oh, that was me. I was about to do Steptoe. Well, so you're not going to be Michael Caine. You're going to be uh, Albert Steptoe <laughs> instead, are you? Or, or, well, I suppose it'd be Harold. There we go. Yeah, it was Steptoe's son. No, that's what I was trying to do. Then. Whatever, Frank. You're clearly drunk. So uh, I'll do my intro. Yeah, please do. Right here we go. Hello, my name is Rita. I'm a working class hairdresser from Liverpool, and my husband Denny doesn't like me learning. He thinks I should be having a baby, not filling my head full of poncy rubbish. Well, I want more out of life than cutting hair, setting perms and changing nappies. I want to better myself. And that's why I've enrolled on an open university course to learn all about Reading. I can't wait to get started. Oh, and I also have really big tits. I've noticed there those. There you go. I've noticed those tits. I'd also notice you look remarkably like Julie Walters. Has anyone ever said that to you, Rita? That's because I'm being played by Julie Walters. That explains it. You see, you're being played by Michael. I think we've I think we've established the setup. It's a solid gold concept, which is going to be obvious to everybody, and it and it works. Me, Rita, learning about Reading from you, Michael K. Drunk Frank. Yeah, Michael, Michael K. K. Frank, Professor Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Should we get on with it then? Yes. Lovely. Today's lecture is about the Forbury Lion. So let's educate Rita. Rita. Hello. Are you sitting comfortably, Rita? I am indeed. Uh, my, my boobs are, uh, you know, I mean, they're a bit of a problem. They'll give me a bit of a backache. But apart from that, uh, no, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm ready to learn, Frank. This feels like a trap. You've, you've mentioned your breasts um, on more than one occasion already. We've, we've not begun the lecture. This feels like a trap. Well, I'd like to point out that uh, I'm basically a pupil and you are in charge of me, so you're in a position of authority, and if you look at my boobs or think about my boobs, uh, you're in trouble. That's illegal. Right, OK. 
but I won't. So I wouldn't do that if I were you. Anyway, let me just sit back, uh, adjust my boobs. Here we go. Right, I'm ready for the lecture. Good. The lecture's going to start now. Welcome to the lesson, etc. Forby Lion. The Maywan Lion, sometimes known locally as the Forby Lion, is a sculpture and war memorial in the Forby Gardens, a public park in the middle of Reading. And that's what you're learning about, isn't it, Rita? Reading. Uh, it is. The, the what lion? The Maywan. The May, Maywand. I know how to pronounce it because I'm the professor May and I wand? know about this. The Maywand. My Maywand. Maywand. Your, your wand? Is that what you want to talk about with your with me, Rita, a hairdresser from Liverpool? Uh, no, I want to talk about the Forby Lion. The sculpture of War Memorial in the Forby Gardens, a public park in the middle of Reading. The statue is made of cast iron and it took two years to design and complete. Weighing in at 16 tonnes and standing 31 feet high, the Forby Lion is one of the world's largest cast iron statues. Do you know what the biggest one in the world is, Rita? The biggest... Uh, that Was was that a Michael Caine impression? Do you know what the biggest cast iron statue is in the world? No, Frank, I've got no idea. No, well, why would you? You're just a stupid woman and I'm the professor. Well, it's the Vulcan statue in Birmingham, Alabama. That's interesting, isn't it? Is that bigger than that one in the Soviet Union? Well, the one in Stalingrad? Yeah, that, that one. Is it, is it bigger than that? No, that one's, that one's fucking enormous. Right, so, I mean, it's lies, it's not, isn't well, it, really? Well, just lies it's not me. lies. I'm here to learn, yeah, and, Frank. And you are learning. I'm talking about the biggest cast iron right. statues, so... Oh, well, you should have made that a bit clearer. Anyway, the Vulcan statue in Birmingham, Alabama is 55 feet high. Uh, and for a sense of scale, that's the size of 11 and a half Kate Winslets. Ooh, that's a lot of Kate Winslets. It's a lot of them stacked on top of each other, yeah. I'm just imagining that now, hold on. It's, it's just, it's very, very moving. That's it, imagined it. The Forby Lion was, yeah, as we've touched upon, Maya Mauwand. It's named after the... Ma the don't bring you wand up again, the, please, The battle right? of Mauwand. I feel like I know how to pronounce this word, but... I was about trying to say, I was about saying it like Michael Caine. Would that help? The statue was named after the Battle of Marwand and was erected in 1884 to commemorate the death of hundreds of men from the 66th Berkshire Foot Regiment during the Second Anglo-Afghan War. Was that nice? That's beautiful. Did you catch the, inform the information, though? <laughs> because it's, it could come up later. I'm not saying that that is definitely in your exam later, but it could. I've got it all written down, Frank. Don't you worry about that. So this Maywand lion, right, it's named after a small village right. in Afghanistan where 328 men from the regiment that I said earlier died on the 27th of July, 1880. The battle was part of a campaign to stop Russian influence. Ah, uh, the great game. Yeah, like, like John Rambo did 108 years later in Rambo 3. In Rambo 3? Yeah, I've seen Rambo 3. I've seen all the Rambos. Name, name a Rambo. Uh, Rocky 4. Seen yeah, it. That's the one with Mr. T, isn't it? And then uh, yeah, Rocky Four. That's got Mr. T, and it's got uh, Lung uh, Lung Lung, uh, Lung Dolphin. Lung Dogdron. Lung Lung Dolphin. Lung Lung Dog Shit. Yeah, this one's Rambo Three, isn't it? And uh, I mean, this, this this won't be again won't be in the exam, but it's an interesting side note. So I should cross this out. You, yeah, don't write this down because it will just become more confusing. But oh, right, okay. I, I just think I think it's just interesting to explore it. It's where he went and he saved his old mate, Colonel Troutman. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Colonel, the Colonel as he was known. His friend, his only friend. I remember this. Yeah. Well, remember it, but don't write it down. 
Oh, oh right, okay, yep, go but, on. But do start writing this down because this is now back to the original stuff that isn't about Rambo 3. This is, I, I'm glad I've uh, enrolled on this course. Yeah, well, it's very professional. Also, I mean, there's no one else here, so no one else can uh, back you up if you go to, who are you going to go to? Well, I'm the Don the of the I Reading mean... Polytechnic anyway, so even if you were to make a complaint about me, you'd be making it to me. I'd ask you for witnesses. There are no other witnesses here because there are no other students on the course. You, so basically, I can look at your tits. Oh, you clever. Yeah. See? Didn't think of that, Frank, when I enrolled, admittedly. Mind you, I am a very stupid hairdresser from Liverpool. Carry on. The sculptor of the Forby Lion was George Blackall Simmons. George who? You got that, George Blackall Simmons. OK, yep. A member of the Reading yep. Brewery family, what was called the Simmons Brewery. Now, the Simmons, right. that came from the name of the family that owned the brewery. Do you see? Yeah, I see, yep, yep, yep. A little-known fact about Simmons was that he was pissed as a fart for the entire two years that he took to design and sculpt the lion. Ooh. Yeah. That can't be backed up by any proof, but... Well, you just made that up? No, no. Someone told... Is that to distract from your own drunkenness, Frank? No. <laughs> I'm not drunk, you're drunk. So you're not just adding drunkenness to other people, you know, you know as, a, as a distraction technique from the fact that you're very, very drunk? He was, he was drunk, you're drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm Rita. I'm not drunk. I'm here to better myself. Good. Listen, then. All right. Okay. Rumours persisted <coughs> for a while, for, for many years, that Simmons committed suicide on learning that the lion's gait was incorrectly that of a domestic cat. But this was not true, because... His gate. It's the yeah, like lion's gate. Not 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 the. Has he got a gate? Distribution. The film distribution company. Yeah, a gate like like how you stand or sit. Like a garden gate. Not like a garden gate. I understand why you think that because you're a stupid woman from Liverpool in in the 1980s. This is G A I T, and you work. Yeah, that, a working class Frank. So you'd be thinking of that kind of gate. Exactly. Yeah. This is a middle class. I aspired. Gate. I as a, as a working class woman, I aspire to owning a garden gate. Do you see? You'll, you'll never get one. No, I won't. Oh, well, I might do, after I've bettered myself. You might do, but not in Liverpool. Why would you need a garden gate in Liverpool? You don't have gardens in Liverpool. Because you have gardens in Liverpool. Do you? Name yeah, you a, do. They name a, a garden. garden. They had a garden thing. Name, name a, a garden, garden in, in Liverpool. Liverpool. All right. Ringo Starr's garden. Well, well, name another one. John Lennon's garden. Well, yeah. You can't name any more. Uh, George Harrison's garden. Shit. Well, well, that's the only three, as far as I know. The, no, there's four. Paul McCartney's garden. Good job that there isn't a fifth Beatle. Uh, just name a fifth one, but you can't because there's not. Yeah, there is. Is there? There is a fifth no, there, there was only four Beatles. Yeah, it was Pete, Pete Best. Pete Burns. Pete Burns. Pete Burns wasn't in the Beatles. Yeah, he was. Pete Burns was in the Beatles. Everybody knows this. <laughs> Cast Iron Balls. Basically, that's kind of it, really. I mean, it might seem like that's quite poor value. I don't know how much you're paying for this university course, but... Well, I mean, it's 1983, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I can't be paying that much, can I? I mean, well, how much was an open university course in 1983? Fiverr? There you go. That's all, that's all I've paid, Frank. See? That's actually quite a lot of money to me in 1983, thinking about it, because I'm a working-class woman from Liverpool. What else would you have spent £5 on in 1983 in Liverpool as a working-class woman? Best bitter. Yeah. A bra? 
Hair rollers. Mind you, I could get them free from the hairdressers, couldn't I? Well, you could also nick them. I could nick them. Uh, are you doing stereotypes now? Is that what you're doing, Frank? Ye- no. So you can't... Been on the bottle, have you we, can't, again? You can't, you can't report me for that, because I'm not doing that. Well, no, apparently I can't re- report you for anything. So, I mean, I'm a bit scared now as I sit here in your study at the University of Reading. With me, uh, Michael Caine beard on. Is that the only film where I, I have that beard? What, where my, the only film where Michael Caine has a beard? Yeah, I can't think where he has a beard in anything He's else. got a beard. He, he's got a beard in loads of things, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, what's that one where he's in the North Sea and uh, he, he's obsessed with cats? No, that's Roger Moore. <laughs> Does Roger Moore have a beard in that? Yeah, Roger Moore has a beard in that. Yeah, what's it called? North Sea Hijack, that one. Well, North Sea Hijack. Ooh, See, I can also do Roger Moore. You can do Roger Moore as well. Well, I mean, we, we, well, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed. I can do a good impression of uh, Roger Moore, actually. Go ahead. I'm Roger Moore. You see? Yeah, it was good. It sounded like him, and also it was informative. Yeah, well, I've always thought that if you're going to do an impression of somebody, always tell them who you're doing. Yeah, that's kind of what, that's what John Coleshaw should do. That's kind of, I suppose, what he, is, what he does do. It is really, isn't it? Anyway, uh, what are we doing now? Well, the, yeah, I mean, the lesson's basically over, so uh, right. what I was going to say... No, no, but uh, what, it's, what it lacks in time, I think it makes up for information and delivery. Right. I mean, it's well, plus the fact... And I think that, so that's all really that matters. It's put, it's put me at ease, Frank. That's the point. It's my first time here. I've never been to university mm. before, because people like me don't go to university. No, it must Common be intimidating people like me. It is, I am, but you have put me at ease. I mean, admittedly, I'm not happy about the fact that you you keep looking at my boobies, but apart from that, I'm very much at ease now. Thank you very much, Frank. That's not... uh, You could do with laying off the booze, admittedly. Well, I'm I'm better at teaching when I've had a few drinks. Um, But what I would say is that I haven't been looking at your tits. What I would say is that I have um, two glass eyes, So, and you can't prove that I don't. You've got two glass eyes. Is that the excuse you're going to use in court, is it? I wasn't uh, looking at her tits, uh, Your Honour, because actually I've got two glass eyes, even though somehow I can still do lectures and things at the Open University of Reading. Yes. They don't let blind people do lectures, Frank. Well, we'll leave that up to the judge. What I want to know is, have you done your homework? Uh, well, I've, I've got a written statement about that, which I will now read out. Are you ready? Yeah. Yesterday, my husband, Denny, was knocking down a wall in the living room. He discovered a loose wire, which he traced to under the floorboards in the bedroom. Unfortunately, that's where I secretly keep my birth control pills, because I want to better myself, Frank. Anyway, Denny kicked up a right stink and burned all me books. So the only thing I've got on the Forbury Lion is it's got very unimpressive testicles. My Denny also has very unimpressive testicles. As his wife, it's been my business to be unimpressed by them hundreds, if not thousands of times. Had I known any better, I would have married his brother Jack. He owns a Ford Capri and you can see his testicles from space, Frank. Right, and that's your homework, is it? That's my well. That's my reason, really, why I haven't done any homework. Well, I think it shows remarkable uh, literary flair, and I think there's definitely something to work with here. I'm glad that you've enrolled on the course. Could you imagine that, Frank? Testicles from space. A pair of testicles so large you can see them from space. 
I, I'm just amazed that he can fit them in a Ford Capri. Well, you can fit quite a lot in a Ford Capri. Well, not bollocks you can see from space, you fucking can't. <laughs> my, oh, excuse my language, Rita. <coughs> uh, very unimpressive testicles. Well, not bollocks you can see from space, you fucking can't. Uh, uh, excuse my language, Rita. All that's left to do now, Rita, is uh, for me to give you a little exam just to test what you learned from today's fascinating and very well-researched and prepared lecture. And it is a lecture. I don't care what anyone says. So have you got your pen and your paper? I have, about the lion with the unimpressive testicles. Yeah, the, um, uh, what's it called? The, the Forbury thing. The Forbury, your one, your penis, My... your penis lion with the unimpressive testicles. Yeah. Your unimpressive penis and testicles. That's it. Question one. Here we go. How tall is the Forby lion? I've got written down here, Frank. I've got written down three feet high. I'm afraid that that is not the right answer. Have you put 3.1 feet? No, I put three feet high. Right. Yeah, you've got that wrong. Oh, right. Okay, well, I'll put a cross. I mean, it's early doors, early doors. Don't worry. Yeah, that's fine. There's, there's still plenty of questions to go. Don't get downhearted. Right, I'm not. Good. Question two, how much does it weigh? Well, I've got written down here, three pounds. That is not right. That's wrong. What you've you've said there, that's wrong. You see, that's the size of my sister Sandra's baby. It was premature. (laughs) I see. Sorry to hear that. Oh, it's all right. It died in the end. (coughs) You're right, Frank. Yeah, well, I was just choking on some uh, booze, brandy, brandy. Question three: What was it named after? It was named after your unimpressive penis. Yep, you got one right. That's right. Thank you very much. Question four: Last question: What was the name of the bloke? What sculpted it? Easy peasy. I've got it written down here: George Best. Yeah, that's good enough. That's near that's near that's near near on near on what I've got hey, here. Which I'm is George Black I don't know, I can't read my own handwriting. That's two 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 out of four. Uh yeah, two out of four. So that's not for for the first time at Open University. I don't think that's too bad actually, to be honest. No, oh, hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on, let me just adjust my knickers. There we go. Yeah, carry on. You got a star for this module. Well done, Rita. Okay, I'll write that down. Thank you very much. Right, well, I think that's absolutely wonderful, uh, Frank. It's been a lovely uh, first lecture. I didn't like the, uh, I, I didn't like some of the things that went on, obviously. But uh, as you've explained, there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, so no. I've, I've, I've got to go now uh, because my husband Danny is expecting his tea on the table, and uh, if I don't, uh, if I don't do that, there'll be hell to pay, obviously, because it's 1983. I am a working class woman. Uh, I know my place. I know my place, Frank. The lecture's over. Fuck off. Bye, Frank. Goodbye. Rita. Rita. Rita.